I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. With us today, we've got uh, producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. And this is the third week in a row without dog guys. At what point do we do an Amber Alert or something like that? I think it's time. I think now, yeah. 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 All right. If you guys see Doc, good-looking man, Probably wandering around on a bike or drinking a hazy, drink, drinking a hazy beer. Uh, please uh, send us an email. Trying reach to, out to sell us on, you on bidets. Yeah, someone yeah. That's, yeah, walking yeah. around carrying a bidet. S- send us something on social media. We're, we're trying to find him. Just help him find a way home. Yeah. We miss him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And this is a podcast that is broadcasting for the second week in a row from Studio A. A for awesome. Nice. Could be called Studio B as well for Studio Beer, but we'll go with right. both. But right. yes, very cool to be back, and uh, we figured out how to turn on the AC. So we did much better too this week. Uh, <laughs> Might be I, a longer podcast. Yeah, I want I, I can keep my shirt on the entire podcast. I sorry about that one for last yeah, week. That was great. I, oh I know, my so, goodness. Yeah, so it was some, impressive. Some I felt so professional last week, but I thought, do professionals sweat like this? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Well, it's summertime. Beer drinkers by afternoon. And lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. More on that soon. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Of course. Find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Poe one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. Those are areas where, too, you can tell us if you've seen Doc. Um, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, give five stars and comment. And you can also check out our website if you need to know what Doc looks like. Um, and you can learn more about us there as well. I like beer the podcast.com. And, and I'll put a picture of this. I have a picture there now of the new studio. That's awesome. Yes. Studio A. Check you it out. You put a second picture. How about Studio AB? Awesome beer. Uh, I don't know. I just like Studio A for awesome. I don't know. That just <laughs> that just rings with me. But I can go with B too. We'll see. I'll try it out for a week. You want to see this studio we're bragging about? Go to Instagram. Join everyone else. They're following us. Uh, and thank you, people following us on Instagram. Next installment of our quarterly newsletter, probably out in a day or two. So check it out. You got to go to our website. Sign up for the newsletter. We're not going to hit you with a bunch of other stuff. That's all I've got is every, <laughs> yeah. every three, four months, we've got a newsletter come out. That's it. Uh, we are not spamming. Yes, no. That's for sure. No, I wouldn't know what to spam someone yeah, with. that's fair. I don't even know how to spam someone, so there you yeah. go. No, not interested in either. I keep my spam to myself. That's right. Yep. But so. you're going to get the top ten beers of Producer Joe with his claimers, disclaimers, reasoning, you really had a hard time with that. You you, yeah. you almost seem like you had Catholic guilt about picking a beer over another oh, beer. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, I only deep. I might have only picked yeah, this one yeah. because, but I'm not hey. sure of my motivation here. It's difficult. Yeah. They're they're your top ten, Joe. They are. I well, can do yeah. with them what I want. That's right. Um, also, an article about talents homebrewing, and we got a new beer book blog that's on there. So check it out. A lot of stuff going on. That's right. It's yeah. going to be a busy newsletter. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, don't forget, you can also virtually drink and toast with us on Untapped. We're easy to find. Just look for all of us under I Like Beer, the podcast. We've got some beers tonight that I actually won in our gift exchange. That's exciting. Back in Utah, and I've been waiting to save them. And if Doc, Doc's not here, right. but his judgment is here. And his That's judgment true. is saying... Why haven't you opened a beer yet? Yes, that is true. That's right. Right? Do you feel it? I feel it. I feel it's it. right here. I yeah. also right feel behind it. Me. Yeah. Like his stethoscope on the back of my neck yeah. <laughs> mid-episode. So he puts it a little higher for you. So okay. I don't know who to thank for these. <laughs> he uses a stethoscope for you. <laughs> but the first one is from High Water Brewing Campfire Stout, uh, oh. which we've had before. But it's perfect for summer. I mean, if you're going camping, you want a little s'mores. This is a, this is a great beer for, for the summer and... Wow. Campouts and not only that, we are on part two of hearing Joe's travel stories. And when we were sitting around the campfire 
Joe was telling his travel story. So this kind of takes me back in a number of ways. So this is High Water Brewing, Campfire Stout. Should have hints of chocolate, graham cracker, and on the back end, some marshmallow. That That's their claim. It's dark as can be. Yes, it is. Absolutely beautifully dark with that kind of tannish, thick head on it. And when you smell it, you definitely oh, chocolatey. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, I don't know if marshmallows even have a smell, but I, I do feel like I smell marshmallows. I can smell they it. have a smell. I smell marshmallows. I'm, I'm going in strong on the marshmallow yeah. smell. Graham crackers I'm, and marshmallows. I've never smelled a marshmallow. Just I will next time I see yeah. one. I spend just a lot of time smelling do marshmallows. Okay. <laughs> but if they did smell, this is how I feel like they would smell. Yes. You know, last time we had we were here in, in what we decided it's uh, Studio A for now for yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we forgot to give Will the directions. He's sitting at your house in your yeah. driveway yeah. Yeah. the yeah. entire time. Yeah. We complete and we had that fantastic beer from Carl Strauss, which oh easily, which was getting pretty close to a Shawshank. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. quite, not yeah. quite, but it was close, but yeah. certainly Will worthy. Yeah. Um, Did you see the text he sent? Yeah. Oh, he was not happy. Not happy at all. Not happy. And we're in a soundproof, bulletproof, yeah. Wi-Fi proof studio here. We didn't get it. We didn't yeah. get it till we were all done. Yeah. Having dinner later, and then we see his text. I guess oh, I'm going back sorry. to LA. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Um, this stout is everything I would want sitting around the campfire. It's a it's a dessert beer. I mean, if you if there's a dessert beer, absolutely. Yeah. Could you mind having this with some ice cream? But oh. but I want to pour it over the ice cream. I don't want to mislead, and why that would work, Tom? You're absolutely right because it's not sweet itself. No, right. I I'm not a giant fan of the pastry stout. Right. This is a dessert beer without the sweetness. Right, without it's the got sweet. the yep. chocolate yep. notes. Yep. It's, remember when you're a little kid and you sneak into the baking chocolate? Yeah, and, and yeah, then you go, I yeah, that. that doesn't taste right. What the heck is that? The trap your parents laid you. <laughs> but now that you're super old, you're like, oh, that that the Dark notes chocolate. that the su- subtleties of that flavor are fantastic. Yeah. This yeah, is man. this is great. Hey, what do you think this weighs in at? I'm going to say a probably. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say 6.2. I was going to say in the sevens. Joe, what do you I think? I think it's at the fives. Wow, you guys are all over the board. Yeah. Weighs in at an impressive but light 6.5. Yeah, no. okay, there you go. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not boozy. Not at all. No, not this at is all. a 4.5 for me. Yeah. No, I, I'd put it in, in the mid fours as well. Mid fours. Right there with you. It says here from Campfire Stout, High Water Brewing, all the things we said, all the s'more stuff. Like any campfire experience, this beer is best shared with a warm circle of family and friends. Well, that's what I feel like I'm with right here. We light this table on fire right now. It'd be perfect. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, no, it's fine. (laughs) Okay. I I have insurance. We're okay. Bronze medal at the World Beer Cup 2016. Mm -hmm. Several other awards at the uh, Great American Brew Fest. Yeah, Beer Fest. It's it's yeah. This is a fantastic beer. I don't I, know who I don't know who uh, brought this to the gift exchange, but thank you. I have no idea. I don't remember. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> no, it's a it's it's a great mm-hmm. job. They did a really like I said. A lot of times when you get the ones with the chocolatey, it it can be too sweet. Yeah. This one just has that it, it, kind of that nice balance. It smells sweet, doesn't taste sweet. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I want. And also, kind of a sipping beer. True, because it's a mouthful. It's it's a little chalky. I'd even say chalky. Mm. Chocolatey, chocolatey. Yeah, I'd yeah. Go chocolatey. I get what you're saying though. It's it's not a sweet chocolate though. It's it's. Yeah, I'm not like drinking that. this like Nestle Quick. Or right. No. Right. Gone. <laughs> and because I can sip it. I've still got a beer in hand after all this talking, which means we can get to toast, roast, and pour one out. I want to give a quick toast to M. Souter of Pints and Panels. I know you've, uh, no talent, you've seen Pints and Panels on Twitter, uh, also on Instagram. Amazing content. What what M's doing? I call her M now. Apparently, yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently yeah, I have yeah. that almost that best right. friends. I, do, yeah. I don't know the woman, but she does a fantastic job with illustrations to walk beer enthusiasts or anyone really wants to know more about beer through different styles, tasting notes, hop varieties, you name it. 
She has exceptional ability to simplify, illustrate, explain the subtleties and complexities of beer. Check her work out. You will be impressed, and you're going to learn a few things. So that's uh, Pints and Panels, at Pints and Panels on Twitter and Instagram. Tom, I know you brought a couple toasts to the game today. Yeah, I got a couple sports-related ones. One's kind of a retweet. It got lost in uh, COVID last year. Uh, but this is a shout-out to fourth-grader Ribble Hayes, who's a stud runner at Holcomb Elementary School. Uh, he's a great athlete, but even more importantly, he has a huge heart. You see, you see, Rebel uh, shares the... Nah, let me start over. You see, he shares his time on the track with ninth-grader Paul Scott. Why is this special, fourth-grader, ninth-grader? Well, Paul Scott's blind. But he runs cross-country with the help of fourth grader Rebel Hayes, who guides Paul through the course with the use of a rope. So Rebel trains every day so just to, so that he can keep up with the older kids because he never wants to let Paul down. So toast to you, Rebel. Big heart. Well done. That's a nice Good story. Job. That is a nice story. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> And then uh, us soccer fans out there will appreciate this one. This is uh, from Syracuse, New York. Uh, a couple teams were playing one day, and mom not- a couple parents noticed that the opposing goalie doesn't have any cleats. And so the referee notices as well. The referee goes over and talks to the young lad. Gives him a yellow card? No. Improper Does even better. That's a straight yellow. You, you know who would have done that? When we were a kid, Dutch. Yes, he would definitely. Dutch would have yellow yes. card you for right, wrong equipment because exactly. you didn't, you couldn't afford the equipment. That's yeah. right. No shin guards. Yeah, yellow card. Mario would have made us run laps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but no, the uh, the referee that pulls a surprise. He uh, takes off his shoes and gives them to the goalie, and proceeds to referee the rest of the entire game in his bare feet. Show off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, the show off. Toast to you, show off in New York. Well done. Toast. Toast. Cheers. Cheers. You bring such nice stories. So. I you and a lot of stories about young kids. I don't know, Tom. Where are you getting your stories from? <laughs> hey, hey, I went to the I went to the Highlight obituary spectrum. <laughs> I went to the Highlights. obituary spectrum. Here I am at the other end. That's perfect. Yeah. Right. It used to just be all dead people. Don't yeah. don't yeah, yeah, this, Tom. No, I like this. I can go back to the <laughs> no, other no, side. No, no, no. This is good. Boys' life. Highlights. Yeah. yeah. Now, what if we mix the stories and, and Rimmel Hayes takes off his shoes and says, dude, you're a ninth grader. I can run faster yeah, than you with ex- no shoes. Exactly. <laughs> That's possible. There's always that. Yeah. yeah. Next time. Not such a nice story. No. Yeah. And it no. would be a roast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go real quick. Rich, get richer. Um, so first I, I saw this one. So 1075 Brewing Company coming to San Marcos. Excited to have them. Um, which is uh, they're going to be right in that um, same area kind of by Dos Desperados. I'm not sure exact dates, but hopefully in, within the next month or so. But they're building out a facility there. Um, I was uh, about a week ago down at Creative Creature Brewing Company in El Cajon. And uh, first off, if you haven't been there, unbelievable beers. Their sour game is incredible. Um, it, actually, all their beers were fantastic. I had a really good pale lager there. They have a lager, a couple IPAs, but their sours were, were phenomenal. Um, and I was talking to the, to, to the gentleman there at the bar. And he informed me that they are also coming to San Marcos. In fact, they are, uh, I guess they've taken over the old Stumblefoot location. And soon enough, he said, in the not too distant future, they're going to be opening up in San Marcos as well. So another brewery uh, coming to uh, our local area there. And then Mm -hmm. last but not least, on my way over tonight, I took a different route just to avoid traffic. And as I turned left onto Santa Fe, I'm like, wait, there's a brewery right there. (laughs) Blue Fire Brewing, which I didn't even know was coming in. Opened up, ready for business. Uh, so we'll be checking that. I may stop by there tomorrow. Yeah, but, um, but we did know Blue Fire. But we do you know Blue Fire. Yes, because it's funny because we actually talked, and there's some former students. Uh, their family's the ones who opened it up. But it's funny. I didn't realize. I know they were working on it and everything else, but uh, it's open. Looks like it's open for business. So we'll have to check in there and, and uh, check in with them. But that's three more breweries coming in right here within another mile from my house. So Life is good. Life is good. Life is so good. That's true. Until you get to your roast. Well, my roast here. So, so I, I you know, <laughs> you know, twenty twenty was obviously a tough year, um, and and so it's nice to go maybe not focus so much on the COVID side of it, but that there's a lot of other 
bad stuff out there. So I mean, you guys remember Murder Hornets? Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. Scary. So so Scary. Murder Hornets, and then I was reading a story. I don't know if it was last week or whatever it was about that they're like hooking fish on meth. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Like what? some they're doing some story where they're getting like fish are full meth heads now oh. um, in our streams and stuff. So that was kind of sad. And then last but not least, you guys heard about the brown tail caterpillar. No. So apparently this brown tail caterpillar is causing havoc on the East Coast, mainly in Maine. Like the alliteration. Yeah, um, that was beautiful. So mainly, uh, mainly in mainly Maine. Mainly in Maine. Uh, the mainly rain in Spain, Spain falls mainly on the plain. <laughs> in Maine. So this caterpillar is basically about an inch and a half long, has a nice fuzzy coat. It's brown. It has two little stripes on its back. And it looks nice and soft and fuzzy. But don't touch it because they say... You touch this thing, they're not quite that bad, but you'll want to be dead maybe because their hairs are barbed and hollow, and inside that hollow tube there's a reservoir of toxin, and they say you get it and you get like a almost like a poison ivy itch where it lasts for two or three days, and it's just miserable. And these things are like because I guess they said global warming seasons are getting hotter, so these are coming out. Normally they kind of come in September-ish. They're coming out now here in the middle of summer, and they're everywhere. And uh, they basically, there's a couple of cities that have declared a public emergency because you can't go outside without these things dropping out of the trees and oh, everything come, else. Mother Nature, exactly. And, ah, so you've seen the the weather too. Yeah. And, and then we had the mice all over Australia taking over everything. Yeah. Mother Nature, give yeah. Her, no, have it's, you it's, not seen the year and a half pissed. we've had? She's it's pissed. bad. And then and then what happens is so not only do, do you itch, they said then the caterpillars start to shed their hairs, and they say that if you inhale them, oh, go to the emergency room. They said if you get it in your eye, it can cause blindness. And they said the hairs can remain toxic for up to three years. So it's like, what oh else are they going to throw at us? So I don't have any trips planned to Maine uh, soon. I don't anymore. Just um, actually, that's, that was actually one of the things they said. It's actually affecting tourism. People are seeing this and like, I'm not going there. Big Maine tourism. Yes. So anyways, uh, big roast to Mother Nature. Like, let's, you know, keep your people at home. Yeah. So sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Who's not afraid of caterpillars? Though? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to be afraid of caterpillars. Oh, they're scary. Because yeah. I well, that's heard. that's you the thing. Heard. You're taking all these things that you shouldn't be afraid of. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm no. afraid of brown. I can't take I, my I get, wife to, to mm. Maine because yeah. every time she sees a caterpillar on no, the sidewalk, she picks it up and puts it yeah. in a safe place. Yeah, yeah. we'll no. be in the emergency room. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I mean, bull sharks. I get it. Yeah. Murder hornets. Yeah, I get it. Caterpillars. Caterpillars. Not so. Next is gonna be ladybugs. It's like killer ladybugs. Yeah. Yes, it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a quick uh, roast as well, but it's kind of a toast roast. Uh, I'm roasting American sportscasters because after spending so much time watching the uh, European Championship soccer, yeah. a little of the Tour de France, uh, the sports announcer, the British sports announcers—they're witty, they're funny, they're so little, much better. A little cheeky, yes, yeah, a little cheeky, cheeky, yeah. a little sarcastic, but really subtle. Useful, actually yep. tell us useful things. They know how to shut up and let us watch the play. Nice turn of phrase. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eloquent. Eloquent. No, most definitely. Um, I. Oh my gosh, hard. I have had to watch the Padres with the sound off over the yeah. last two weeks since watching all that. Um, so <laughs> See, you're living in my world. My goodness. Uh, three big differences I noticed though, with those those broadcasters for the Tour de France and and for the the soccer championships that. One, those broadcasters do not seem to be blatantly selling me whatever it is, the NBA, the MLB. Um, they don't seem to be in awe of the players. Like, right. like yeah. they don't want to be friends with them. <laughs> so they'll just say something. Yeah. Oh, he's a baby-faced assassin, that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, <they'll> just, <laughs> actually, I think I heard an announcer say that about that player for Denmark. <laughs> and they uh, they let the, gum, the game come to them. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like they're stocked with a bunch of stats they got to flesh out there. Um, so, um, man, I'm roasting those American sportscasters. I can't put the sound on at all anymore, which is actually quite relaxing. <laughs> so that's a toast and a roast. That's very well done. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. What about pours? You got any pours? Yeah, I'm going to pour one out here. This has just kind of been ongoing. Um, Olympics. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the Olympics. <laughs> We're just getting started. Well, yeah. I didn't know if you guys knew that, but there are the Olympic, the 2020 Olympics are happening this year. Yeah, makes this sense. summer. Yeah, it makes does make sense, sense uh, from a calendar standpoint. But uh, <laughs> apparently, people in Japan are not real excited about that. Uh, not to mention, I think Japan just recently declared a state of emergency because of their COVID issues, uh, another surge in COVID. 
apparently only 14% of the population is uh, vaccinated there. Not enough? Yeah, so they said that they did a news poll there in 86. Oh, geez, Mississippi's doing better than they are. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but they did a news poll. 86% of people there were like, hey, we don't want the Olympics. Um, but you know what? Wait, what, 86? 86% That's of the population. A big percentage. Yeah, but you know what they said? Saudi Arabia would have bought them. Yeah, the games must go on, guys. The oh, games must go the on. The games must go on. However, one woman recently took matters into her own hand. You know, they have the little torch relay. Still doing the torch relay for some reason, yeah. even though 86% of, of the people could care less about this thing. Uh, so she took matters into her own hands, and she uh, grabbed a water gun and tried to put out the Olympic torch Oh yeah, uh, with her water gun. Babyface assassin, Ex- that one. <laughs> Babyface assassin, <laughs> there you go. Nice. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, she was arrested, and uh, the quote from the cop is, you can't shoot water at people for no good reason. She clearly wasn't playing around. This isn't child's play. <laughs> and uh, so the, the, the torch relay continued, but uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think people are super excited about the Olympics. And they, aren't they chanting like Olympics go home or yeah. go away? Yeah, she actually, she actually tried to shoot it out. She said, uh, what was her quote? Uh, yeah, Olympics go home or Olympics stay away or into the Olympics. That's what she said. Into the Olympics. So, um, And the cops said squirting water at each other isn't child's play. It's not yeah, child's play. Never has been. <laughs> never has been. And never will be. Never will and be. Never will be. So, it's again, almost the definition of child's play. I know, but it is not in Japan. <laughs> no, and not when we're talking with, about uh, the Olympics. Playing with caterpillars is no child's no, play anymore. Not anymore. That's what I've learned. No. But, yeah. Long-term effects playing with caterpillars. Squirt guns and water balloons. Just yeah. a couple of notes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. little more of that campfire stout to share in fact yeah. never mind joe just reached across <laughs> I saw the table at hey, studio yeah. a oh. no not to worry tom wasn't quick enough because this is a beer this is the night of awesome stouts yeah it is this is a beer talon and i two years ago yeah two years in the sum- yeah. summer yeah. started and it was a tuesday and we woke up at the crack at 9 30 that's Ouch. probably not too. Tr- Talent's up by like five, and he's already yeah. he's like no. elf. He's already built like yeah. three things by the time yeah. I finish reading the paper in the morning. And uh, he said, "Let's go up to Temecula. Right. Let's go to Garage Brewing." And we'd had a couple things from Garage Brewing that were good. Uh, we pulled in. We got the. I think it was like a twenty taster. It was a. It was big. It was a big taster yeah. set. Russian River style. And yeah, not, not quite, no. not quite the boat. <laughs> And every beer was fantastic. Yeah, we we were beers. so impressed uh, with their taste. The, the tasters we had there in the, the the tasting room was was nice. It was very comfortable. It was nice and air conditioned. And then we set a fire and Temecula burnt down. And we we didn't set the fire, but remember <laughs> yeah. we had to race the fire. Yeah, we had down. to race the fire home. <laughs> home. That's right. Yeah, a couple uh, of clarifiers there. <laughs> Tom's looking at me the whole time I'm talking, saying, "You know, you could pour that beer while you're talking and pass it a little faster, would you?" Yeah. This is. I'm glad the, you passed it my way first. Yeah. This is the marshmallow milk stout. Yeah. So on a theme here. Yeah. Very similar. I'd say the the coloring in the foam is not quite so brown, but still very much that that brown tint in the in the in the head of the beer, and just a beautiful dark brown, almost black pour. It's a marshmallow theme tonight. And there's no See? missing the marshmallow, marshmallow smell, smell on this one. Cheers, yes, I right? agree. Oh, yeah, that's 100% marshmallow. Yeah. Sweet marshmallow. This is a sweeter beer. This is a sweeter beer. It almost tastes to me, I remember this, uh, on the first upfront flavor, it almost tastes like root beer to me. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. So I wanted to save this one for a second because I knew it was going to be a little bit because it has more vanilla in it, yeah. And the sweetness comes yeah, out it's more sweeter. What do you think? Really good. I might actually I poured it a little too oh, fast. Look at that. Look at, look You're at the very head aggressive nice with your head. pouring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was not happy to be last <laughs> on the pouring. Did you see that? Oh, That's all right. I guess I'll take what's left. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Uh, I agree uh, though. The <laughs> coloring is very similar color, but it's uh, yep. That's Apparently, marshmallow. Mal- that's marshmallow. That's what marshmallow smells yeah. like. That, it's very yeah. true. No, sorry. Teach yeah. your teach your brain receptors right yep, there. That's I've marshmallow. Yep. The body is not as heavy as I thought it would be, 
medium medium body. It says touch of sweetness. I think it has more than a touch of sweetness. What's well, especially in comparison <laughs> yeah. to the previous yeah. one we had, it's a step back yeah. in terms of um, like if you had a yeah. spectrum of mm-hmm. it's, it's the other one was had that more of a bitter, not bitter, but kind of you know what I mean had that bitter like you kind of talked about that that bitter chocolate yes. taste to it. This doesn't have that. If I had a preference, my preference is that they're both excellent. This one I'd give a four. The other one I gave a four or five. Mm-hmm. Just because sweetness is my. But if you're it's kind of person says yeah. it's not that pastry stout sticky right. sweet. But it definitely has a sweetness. Well, I, w- I went four or five on the previous. His one, I'd go four or three. I think it's just a matter of preference and yep. what you like. And and I think they're both really well done. Where are you at on this, Joe? Um, at whatever talent says, I do. Mm-hmm. So. Am <laughs> 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 I right? Did I guess you're at four uh, three? No, Joe's at a four uh, three. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm actually at a four three on my own independent decision. I'm going four ten then. I'm okay. four ten because uh-huh. I don't I don't I didn't pay the extra to untap, so I don't get to do the. Uh, yeah. ones but if i could uh-huh. and why can't i on the podcast right. that's true you're going four well, ten. but if you look at my score on uh, untapped it's a four but yeah it's just yeah. it's a shade over a four but yeah very good beer i knew it was good i remembered it was good four ten feels like a five though but you're saying four point one yeah four point one he's zero. zero that's what he's saying yeah. yeah this is how math yeah. works joe yeah now my simple mind let, takes... the, let the english teacher explain math yeah school me on it yeah <laughs> and tom no, already... i mean Tom, where do you land on this? Well, I didn't pay the extra either, but if I did, I'd probably give it a 4.3, 4. 4.3. And I would also say that, like the first one, this also tastes, I think this would also taste really good on ice cream. Yeah. See, to this one, to me, it already has the sweetness. I don't need the ice cream. Right. Um, If you like a little sweetness, this is going to be your preference. And if you like the bitter um, and the roast to come out more, the other one, the uh, high water. Campfire Stout will be your, I think, be your preference. This one, the lactose does come through. It does have that kind of yeah. smooth. Right. The lactose does definitely comes through on this one. Ec- an excellent beer, huh? Yeah. Hey, Will. Come on Will, up. wake up. Wake up, Will. I know the studio's comfy, but you got to do your job. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. We started brand new segment last time. If you're listening... You've been waiting with bated breath for the rest of it. This is Around the World with Producer Joe. So thanks for coming back, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be back. <laughs> happy to be back. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> thanks for letting us into your uh, studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to hear about your world travels. Yeah. That started very young. Yeah. You left a Mexican jail at 18 Straight years out. old. Found places with no <laughs> extradition. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I left a Mexican jail at 19 years old, yes, and then you, I got started. You kicked the sand <laughs> off your chocolates, and you went to see the world. Yeah, that's did. right. And uh, you told us about uh, your knowledge of, or lack of knowledge of glaciers, and you, right. you've uh, yeah. taken us around to your best beer yeah. in Australia. And we alluded to it, and now it's time to come back to it, that you have not only been around the world, you've been to the top of the world multiple times. Multiple tops of the world. Sure. And that's what we want to hear about. We want to know what have you climbed, where have you climbed, sure. and why in the world were you climbing? Right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so Joey set the goal when he was and 11. Joey is. Yes. Joey is my son. Okay. At 11, um, he summited Whitney with me, and he came down that mountain and wanted to hike the highest peak on each continent which was is a goal that people set. And for three months, I told him that's a stupid, ridiculous goal for a kid of your age, and there's no way that's something we'll do. And he persisted and persisted and persisted till we made the commitment. So we've, uh, we've now hiked four of the highest peaks on four of the seven continents. Um, and, yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely a... A wonderful goal. There's three left. They're the biggest, hardest ones. <laughs> but that's so how you, you do a goal so like you this. So you pace yourself. You pace yourself. Pace yourself. Um, but yeah, they're they're in our sights, and um, yeah. So that's the so that's what, the goal ahead. That's what was the, the turning answer. point? As I mean, you're not exactly Disneyland dad. You don't say yes to everything. Yeah. Uh, as I know from our time alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, that doc doc yeah. just texted yeah, that joke. Yeah, 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 yeah he did. De- I had uh, to deliver uh, it. 
for him. You found so it? what was the, that wouldn't have been Doc? I'd say what point? no to Doc. <laughs> no one says no one says no to Doc. Sorry. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I just Doc. I just like in my younger days I had no filter, but yeah. my filter just went into overtime <laughs> saying, "Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Do not say, say that. that." And yet you did. Yeah. I no, say, I think I there's a lot left unsaid. I yeah. shut it all down. But what was the? I'm going to get back to my yeah, original yeah, yeah. question, which yeah. is, what was the yeah. turning point where you said, "Okay, that is something we can do"? Yeah. So after three months, I was um, hiking in Calavera Hills and just kind of getting some energy out of Rocky, our dog, and um, something just set on my heart that it isn't it isn't a ridiculous goal. Just take a shot at it. And uh, so I walked into the house and told Kim. And this was in 20, uh, probably t- 2009. Um, we're going to help Joey meet his goal, and uh, we're going to do it next year. So we're going to hike all seven summits next year. <laughs> I'm gonna, sure. I'm going to take the year off we're doing Hell, this. Oh, you bought the backpack. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> you got much. the sweet kicks. Pretty Let's go. Much. We have uh, you know, one-tenth of the equipment, and we have the drive, and the kid wants it. So yeah. Kim and her better wisdom said, well, we've always talked about going to uh, Africa, so maybe we try one and see how that goes. So, um, so Mount Kilimanjaro. Was Kilimanjaro first? was the first, and tell us about that. Yeah, arguably, arguably my favorite. Um, so Joey was twelve and Brittany was ten, and it just was the most epic kind of family adventure that we've had. Um, the mountain itself was amazing experience. You seven days, you go through five climate zones you know you're literally every day you're walking on a mountain in africa going i'm on a mountain in africa <laughs> this is crazy you know key the toto yeah. yeah oh my gosh i was saying i thought and, i saw this uh, movie with this the rock plays you right yeah i think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then i go wait that's yeah. jumanji yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, different yeah. Yeah. yeah no but he would play me and yeah. <laughs> i would yeah, and Kilimanjaro, as far as as tallest mountains go it, it it's not as daunting as some. Right, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a manageable. feet, as, as memory serves. 18,000. That's totally impressive. Ma- <laughs> I totally made that up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I believe you're correct. Yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to argue with you, Joe, uh, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that <laughs> yes. I'm right on this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, there's peaks in uh, California that are over 12,000. So, um, 18,000 feet, and uh, there's a great, a great Debatable. moment. So I'm... Depends what system of measurement you use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's no, true. I get you. I get you. That's true. Yeah. And things change over time. Yeah, you know, do. mountains sink. That's, yeah, a, that's right. Yeah. That's a true thing. So just real quick, the the Kilimanjaro experience was was awesome because on summit day you wake the kids up at midnight, right? You're waking up a a ten and a twelve year old child <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> You're at like you know seventeen, sixteen thousand feet, and they're You're like, bro, to, this is your this dream. Is, this, this is your, your deal. Yeah. You will do this goal, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you you have us here, but. Uh, this is how it happened, and if you wrote it in a movie, you'd be like, "Yeah, totally cheesy." You know, that's. Uh, so we're hiking. You know, start at midnight. We're hiking through the night. Joey throws up Skittles, very colorful, very yeah. nice. <laughs> and, the colors uh, of the rainbow. yeah, colors of the rainbow. <laughs> very, very difficult, and uh, and we're hiking along, and and it's you know it's getting to where I think the kids can't make it anymore. Being you know the Pope connected guy that I am, I'm right. I'm praying. I'm like, we gotta make this work. We're gonna make it. Whose dream is this? Come yeah, yeah, on. yeah. And we're all dying. And literally, this happens. I'm, I'm like, I'm praying, and all of a sudden, the guide starts singing in Swahili this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Swahili song. The sun. <laughs> peaks and starts to rise sounds like lion king oh my gosh and and we come up onto the plateau that's essentially the summit and dad cries like a baby yeah. i mean i literally sure just, so you know and there with both of my kids that's awesome that it was a it was a profound experience so you would say that probably is your favorite of that was your my client. that was my favorite what's, what's been the toughest of your climbs so two toughest, the toughest summit and the toughest climb are different. The toughest summit was Aconcagua. So that's 22,800 feet. Uh, um, you're crazy, close. Yeah, you could do it in your sleep. I mean, you guys are soccer players, so this is nothing <laughs> to you. Oh, no. At 9,000 feet, I feel like I'm <laughs> completely drunk and I fall over and lean 9, on, a, on a rock. Uh, and uh, I'm thinking like 6,000 feet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
So, um, so when you're up that high, when I'm up that high, this may not be true for everybody, but um, we have 900 feet to go, and I'm literally taking five breaths for every step. So yeah. Yes. You take a step. That's exactly where I am at yeah. 9,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. At 22,000 feet, I'm asking this the uh, oh flight God. attendant for a, for a beer. <laughs> you're like, I, I see, I see dead people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, I was hallucinating the flight yeah, attendant, yeah, yeah. but she was not there. So Aconcagua, from a summit perspective, you know, to have nine, we had about 900 feet to go. It took a couple of hours. And to just see your goal, but <laughs> like be only able to take one small step and then breathe five times. It just feels like forever. Isn't that an exceptionally helpless feeling? Oh my gosh! Of of yeah. not getting your body to obey what's the commands yeah. and what it what it normally can do. Yeah, to take a couple yeah. Of steps forward. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. Just get there. I'm so tired. You do this every day. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was the toughest summit. But then the toughest experience was Denali for sure. So, we hiked out of 36 hours. We hiked 30 hours. So we took a six hours sleep. Slackers. Um, yeah. Started yeah. at started at high camp and went and summited and then came back down, grabbed all of our stuff and went down about three camps, slept for six hours and then went out. And I had pulmonary pulmonary edema. Um, so it's like breathing through a straw. And, uh, you know, I'm in my kind of 25th to 36th hour of hiking. And I'm, I literally every step much different than on the summit, like I just couldn't figure out how to get my body to take steps. And there's a, uh, there's a end of it called heartbreak Hill that the guide tells you when you're coming down, it's the, it's the first hill you descend into when you're doing the summit, you know, it's the first day. And he says, we're going to be back here 14 to 16 days. This is going to kill you right here. And you're walking down and going, that's silly. Yeah. small. And, uh, and it's kind of funny because when we're when I was finally coming out, it's my 36th hour of hiking. I'm breathing through a straw. I'm completely dead, and my motor skills are just trying to put one foot in front of the other. I got a backpack and a sled. I'm just dying, and I'm pretty sure that I'm making progress, but every step is just an eternity of pain. And um, and I'm going, and I finally make the make the summit, and then I'm thinking about it, and I realize that. <laughs> that I was the the first guy behind the guide. And if the guide wasn't like pulling me, <laughs> there's no way that I would make that. You know, I mean, I was able to move my feet forward, but I wasn't gonna propel the 100 and whatever 80 pounds that I was and the stuff I had. So my guide actually <laughs> dragged me. Dragged you up, yeah. Up that, that thing. What um, a way to fly. Oh my gosh. And uh, now see, that changes everything. Because I, I do feel like I have the drive, the will, and an, and I'm in good enough physical shape to be carried up a mountain. Yeah, no, true. Uh, no, so I am put, too. Put that I way. am too. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the carried up the the backside of the bottom of the mountain is the place to get to. <laughs> so yeah, those were you know, uh, Aconcagua was the toughest summit. Denali was so the toughest experience. You're doing these. High, what do you? Yeah, you know, I'm imagining you with a, a big pack on your back, yep. uh, the, the the sticks. Yep. I believe they're called in mountaineering the sticks. The sticks, yeah. yeah. Those are, yeah. Those are yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Are you carrying a pack? What does it weigh? What, what kind of gear are you wearing? What you know? So yeah, the way up the mountain, you're carrying about a 70 pound pack, and you're um, pulling a 125 pound sled, and you take that up about two camps, mm -hmm. and then. Um, and then as you go up the mountain, you, you know, you hike up and stash stuff and then you come back and sleep and you hike up and stash a little more and come down and sleep. Put a little sardines here. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little something there. here, something yeah. there. But then on the way back, you're hauling all that crap back down or uh, um, I should be I should be honest about that. You're hauling half the crap and none of your crap because <laughs> you throw that in the crevasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so the pack it in, pack it out, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. On certain mountains. Yeah. On yeah, certain mountains. Yeah. Uh, well, good uh, news. We filled a crevasse. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the top. Garbage. Yeah. We need a new one. <laughs> but yeah, if you hike Whitney, uh, yeah, hike so in, you, hike out. So a pair of boots will last a trip, several trips? Um, each mountain requires different equipment. So I, see. Um, I have about five pairs of boots that 
it depends on how high you're going. I have a, a pair that was for Denali that I also used on Aconcagua because you're up above 16,000. Um, my training boots last couple of years. Nice. So what are some things you can't know until you're up there climbing? Um, sunburns are something you don't really know until <laughs> you're up there. Um, you know, the UVs up at 15 to 18,000 and it's cold. So, you know, you want to have your shirt off cause you're freezing. Yeah. It's warm and you sun's want out, your shirt out, off and right? the sun's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh my gosh, man, you will bake and yeah. and well, you're right there next to the sun. You're yeah, looking you're down close. at the sun. <laughs> like, it's a it's a yeah. it's a parallel view. Yeah. So you're like, hey, hey, sun. So Except for probably not in Kilimanjaro. You're only twelve thousand. Yeah, that one's not yeah, that one. Right. That one you don't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, that's barely. There. Yeah. Uh, I think Florida's highest peak is a is a trash mound, and Kelly's not much more than that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty and, close. And what about? Let's go a little more. Uh, I guess spiritual or personal. What are some things you just can't know about yourself until you're you're put in those places of I'm going five breaths for a single step and and it's painful. Yeah, life. Boom! He didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was no. a good question. Producer good Joe question. thought this is just drink yeah, some stouts and tell a story. Yeah, you know? come on, you give me notes, I answer. <laughs> come on. Um, no, there's a there's this moment that happens in mountaineering where you're living in the present because it's you have to be all and only there um and it's a it's a phenomenal phenomenal experience so you know on denali you're walking across a a section where it's a knife's edge and it's three thousand feet fall on either side and and nothing else you're thinking about nothing else and you're really in each second that's happening you're like okay i'm I'm right here right now and then i'm right here right now (laughs) um and it's spiritual it's for sure spiritual um and then, you know, there's the kind of self, self uh, assessment. Uh, Aconcagua was a great ex- kind of self analysis was we, we were at uh, high camp, which is the camp you're at right before you attempt the summit. It's about 11 o'clock at night. We're supposed to get up at three to begin the summit uh, attempt. And I start getting a headache and, um, you know, it's an altitude headache. And my first reaction is, I can't believe this, man. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting altitude sickness. I'm not going to be able to summit tomorrow and I'm letting Joey down. And and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting an altitude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <thing."> oh, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have to try to summit tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I think I have an out. I think I can <laughs> say, you know, so there's this moment where you're, you know, it's it's completely within your your decision making to say what I'm experiencing um, is makes me not want to summit, or I'm gonna push through it and I'm gonna take the shot. <laughs> it was pretty close on Aconcagua. I'm like, nobody's gonna argue with me that I have a headache. What are they? <laughs> yeah. You got a headacheometer? You're gonna. T- <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, there there's a lot of uh, self understanding that happens on the peaks. Close calls. But uh, yeah, we we know you as a man who laughs in the face of danger <laughs> and the unknown. That is true. Now, right now, right, right. It's but easy what to about? Know. But how about those moments? I, I bet you had some. Yeah, yeah. On Denali, um, I had an experience where we we're descending, um, pretty tired, and we were still high on the mountain, and we came around a ridge, and it was a bit foggy, which was good. And, you know, you have these big, speaking of boots, they're these, these 5,000 meter boots that are super heavy and, and big and my legs are, are spaghetti. And so we're going along a, a ridge with a huge drop on the side, but I, you can't really see it. And you're roped up and <laughs> definitely caught front of my boot on the back of my other boot and <laughs> full fledged, you know, fall forward basically fall, fell off the mountain, you know, and just I've been that walking from um, brewery to brewery. Yes, yeah, I know it happens. True. It happens. Yeah. Um, so fell right off the, the right side of the mountain and without ropes, you're, you know, you're, it's a 3000 foot descent to your death. And you, you start to realize that as you're falling, you're like, you know, oh, thank God that I'm roped up. But then the rope doesn't grab as quick as you might hope. There's just that moment. There's that moment. Yeah. There's that moment where... You know, so I probably was was good 
eight, ten feet down the below the the trail, you know, I, that the, before the rope got taunt. And that, that eight to ten feet was hellacious. But then, man, the amount of energy to climb up to just get back to the trail. And yeah, so that that was one of those moments that you, you kind of see it all. You're like, OK, <laughs> I see I see when you slip off the mountain and if things don't go right, it could be could be the end for sure not anywhere in the same league but i remember around mount whitney when other hikers are coming down and you've got to step off the trail yeah. i'm like these are wasted steps yeah totally i've got to move four steps to the side <laughs> i don't have the time nor the energy to go four yeah. steps that way and four steps back yeah <laughs> and then you know it's you have all that like so you're eight to ten feet down and it's probably 20 minutes for me to get to the trail because of that exact reason you know you're just every every bit of effort to just make progress on snow that's falling and you're on a, you, you know, you're on an edge. And then you're thinking about like all these people, one, think I'm an idiot, two, are super frustrated that they're waiting for me to get up the mountain, you know. And uh, afterwards they let me know that was true. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a good experience. You well, learn a lot. Speaking of those people, how, let's talk about some of the friends and relationships made. Anybody you want to sure. give a shout out to or... Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, Denali's crew was really awesome. Uh, There's a guy named Trippy, who you guys should all know. I'm going to yeah. get Trippy on. Trippy sounds like Trippy, a fun guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's amazing, amazing. I think he is probably in his late 20s, early 30s when we summited. Um, and just everything you would think in a kind of Sierra mountain guide, you know, just <laughs> cocky. and uh, So he was a good soul, has, has great Instagram, by the way. Um, ben was the other trainer. I'm looking for Trippy right now. Yeah, out. Trippy Sligman. Look him up. He's yeah, he's worth <laughs> Sligman? knowing. Sligman. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they call him Trippy. Yeah, that's yeah, why he goes by Trippy. Yeah. Hey pops, uh, I'm gonna get myself a nickname. Yeah. So why Sliggy? Ben uh, <laughs> Ben goes down. Uh, was the other guide, amazing guy, and he goes down to Antarctica and spends six months when it's dark. You know, just. Just cause down there, and he's a he's his official title down there is mountaineer. So he gets paid to go be an, a mountaineer down living in the Antarctica, dream. living the dream, living the dream. And then I, you know, have to give a shout out to Nathan Fletcher, who I met and hiked uh, Denali with. That was a he's a good soul. And one thing I'll tell you, this is a super important. Everybody, get a pen out, take some I, notes. I have a pen. Yeah. Um, don't tell your cool adventure stories around a special forces guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. You know, you, like I think I'm a pretty cool storyteller. I think I got some pretty cool stories. Man, I just am like just completely quiet around Nathan. Talk about a guy with yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing you stories. Know, I, I did have audience with the Pope. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I met God. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Twice. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're and that. And the other guy once. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me uh, more about your little yeah, Pope story. Yeah. Tell me about this Pope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that guy has epic, epic stories. Super funny. Just a great guy to have on an adventure. So of all your up on, on glaciers, up on mountains, uh Best place, and maybe you didn't have the opportunity, but if you had it, best place to sit down and have a beer. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to knife with a for a gunfight. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, a whiskey. <laughs> so yeah, I you know you take a flask of whiskey and uh, the, you know you not on the summit. I it, you know on the summit you're so freaking tired. And you're like you, you know you I did this, but I want to mm -hmm. get down, but. High Camp is a place where uh, a, where a shot of whiskey and a lot of laughs happen after you've summited. And then the the best beer place is anywhere at sea level after you've summited <laughs> the mountain because nice. you've made it. Yeah, right. You're you're in an establishment. Doesn't matter. It could it could be a hole in the wall. It can whatever it is. That beer when you get down and you're back in civilization. Is... See, I thought you were going to say halfway down Kilimanjaro at 6,251 feet. Right, right. There's a nice brewery right have there. A, have a weed Kilimanjaro ale. Kilimanjaro Brewing, right. brewing have, Company. Yeah. <laughs> get a flight. Yeah, yeah. Your Serengeti wheat from yes, Maggie that's right. Jackson. That's right. That's right. You know that I like the Serengeti wheat. That's right. And if you can get it with the mango. Yeah. Then you really have it. Seasonal. Seasonal. Which Lent took away from me. We know, yeah. we all know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, producer Joe, thank you for yeah. taking us through your travels. Sure. Um, where are you heading out to next? So I'm heading to Greece um, for my 25th wedding anniversary in, in September, which will be awesome. Um, congratulations, you and Trippy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, me and Trippy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Kim loves Trippy. Yeah, it's a yeah. great, it's great. <laughs> you know. um, and yeah, Joey and I are are hoping for uh, Everest in 2024. So we'll see. Well, I should say Joey for sure. Kim is adamantly against it at this yeah. point. 2024. 2024. Oh, shh. I I just. Talent, look at your calendar. I'm booked. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> make it. Tom? Yeah, I am. Make. I can't make it. Uh, I think we uh, can let me do check. A, I'll get back it, to you. I think Tom, it could be a good podcast. It could be. I, I might, be, a, you might, I might be, be up for it. Talent would be bad, but Tom would be the worst because Talent's pretty competitive and stubborn, <laughs> but but he knows his limitations. Right. But Tom will not give up at no. anything uh, once he set his mind to it. Me, yeah. I just go, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I know because I've had that experience. Yeah. My guide says... Uh, Returning is mandatory. Summiting is optional, which is important. <laughs> Words to live by. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's say, super smart. Say, super it one smart. More, say it one more time with confidence this time. No, I can't. <laughs> 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 no, you got to summit, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's good for the guide. He has to yeah. say that, but you got to summit, Tom. He's if supposed you, to bring... Tom, if you for, come, we're going to summit. <laughs> bad for business not to bring everyone back. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think there's still like another... 8,000 feet. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. Kilimanjaro is only 12,502 <laughs> feet right. long. We're heading back. <laughs> yeah, what no, about that trail? No, that yeah. doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> that, that's an illusion. It's a tourist trap. Yeah, that's an illusion. <laughs> thank you, Producer Joe. Of course. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Make sure you share our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Go to our website. Sign up for our newsletter to find out Joe's top 10 beers and talent homebrewing Tips and secrets. Ooh. I don't know if we got any tips and secrets. We got tips. It. I don't know about secrets. We'd love to keep hearing producer Joe's stories, but we're wrapping this up because right now we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.